Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 125, Family Legacy. Today's mood music is brought to you by DBN Gogo, number two on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack, Love and Loyalty. When I hear that, my head automatically went to uh, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> yes, me too. But I know that's not the song. <laughs> <laughs> but my head just screams that every time I hear loyalty now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so if y'all don't notice something different. It's only dose on the podcast today. We brought a friend. They will represent <laughs> Dr. Jones Hines. Yeah, she is, is out sick. Yeah. So, and we don't want that sickness. No. Uh, so we will be a duo today, the dynamic <laughs> duo. As you can see, we also accidentally dressed alike today. <laughs> just accidentally. For the, truly, just for the occasion. So, yay. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, look, I feel thrown off because she normally do this part. So I'm going to have to read my notes, y'all, because we we out of order normally. But we are going to be talking about family legacies, mm-hmm. uh, as you can see by the title, of course. And we're defining that as the impact that you leave behind once you are gone. Yeah. Um, now, gone can be permanently you know, like you have transitioned onto another plane. You're in the ether. Or gone can be <laughs> like you exited and just chunked up the deuce. Yes. And you just leaving a bunch of stuff in your wake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the question, mm-hmm. what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? <sighs> you know, that's a hard question because when you think about it, you're not trying to be pompous. You're not trying to be like conceited or anything. But I think... I want to leave behind the fact that what I did mattered to people. Like I truly helped people, um, whether it's the mental health side, whether it's the podcast, whether it's, you know, my former life as a dancer and someone saw me do a piece that really stuck with them. But I want to have made an impact that caused people to be their best self. I would agree with that. Uh, I was thinking the thing that I want to make sure that I leave behind is that you said, like I had some sort of positive influence Mm -hmm. on their life and that, you know, they were able to see that I genuinely love them and that I truly care for them and wanted what was best for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I not only said that, but I acted it out too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and of course, you know, from a monetary standpoint, 
I don't have children, but you know, when my sibling has children, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to monetarily leave something behind to them as a show, of course, uh, a physical display of here is a part of my legacy to you as well, yeah. outside of just like the emotional kind yeah. of impact. Of st- same because i don't have any babies yet either and i'm still kind of undecided on whether or not i want them you know don't hurt me mom (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but same i want to be able to leave some physical things behind as well um and not just things that have been passed down but also Mm -hmm. my contribution to that next generation for sure so bro let's go ahead and get this uh legacy (laughs) started uh i have a a separate question Uh uh-huh do you think that it's possible to leave a legacy and you, it doesn't have to be family? Like, do you think yes. that your legacy has to be directed to? No. Okay. Cause you know, I've talked about it on other sessions about chosen family. Everybody that's blood. I'm just going to be real. I don't like everybody that's related to me. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Uh, some of them are very, trash people some of them are beautiful and great human beings but that does not mean Mm -hmm. that they're necessarily going to be part of my legacy gotcha i'm gonna choose choose who the the beneficiary is of my legacy okay i would agree with that (laughs) uh and i would also say that i think i also want to choose whose legacy i want to be a part of yes because we don't often think of it that way like i'm Mm -mm. like "Mm, i'm good Mm -mm." right like i can exit uh Stage left? Mm-hmm. Okay. Stage left. <laughs> I was like, is that to exit stage left? Uh, you know, if I don't foresee that your the legacy that you're trying to leave is going to actually be beneficial to me in any kind of way, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. Even if on the outside it looks like it would be, but when you get mm-hmm. down and start peeling back them layers, it's like... It's rotten. Hmm. And I think we are in an era of choice. For a lot of people, people are realizing their power, their worth, their value. And they're like, there are some things that aren't for me and I'm okay with uh, leaving them, even though it may be a little bit painful or may cause some distance. It's okay to choose your own path. Yeah. So then what makes a healthy legacy? One that you want to either be a part of Mm -hmm. or leave. Yeah. I think when you think of legacy, First, that's a personal question. Like you definitely need to do the work to identify what you want your legacy to be. Like after it's all said and done, what would you, you know, want to leave behind? Or what is the the words people going to say at your funeral? You know, and that the real part. words, not them, them little niceties. Oh, they were such a mm-mm, the nice, the nice stuff the is gone. The true nitty gritty of who you were as like your soul, your spirit that people got to see on earth. Yeah. And then from there begin to implement that on a daily basis. But then also like you were saying, who do you want to be a part of your legacy? And then whose legacy do you want to be a a part of? And often the thing that kind of pops up in my head is, you know, friends Mm -hmm. or cousins, those type of relationships, because we choose those. Right. It's not like, okay, just because we're related or just because we went to school together Mm -hmm. or whatever. No, it's like, I genuinely love you and I want you to be a part of what I'm building. Even if it's just, Hey, I built it and we go eat together. (laughs) (laughs) Like whatever the situation is, it doesn't mean that you're actually doing the same thing with me. So, I think 
when you think of healthy legacy, it's not going to be something that tears you down, Mm -mm. whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. It's also not going to be something that tears the people around you down. And I think that's the part that people miss. It's like, I'm going to get there by any means necessary. Well, the whole phrase is build a legacy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I'm busy tearing it down, then there's no way that I can build. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm busy, you know, taking the bricks off somebody else's, you know, like I said, the whole point is building a legacy. So what am I contributing? You know, how am I making this reinforced and better? Mm -hmm. You know, I think some of that is having those hard conversations with yourself and having them hard conversations with other people on what is important to you, what's important to them. And what are the things that just don't mean anything? And we're giving Mm -hmm. a lot of energy to, and we probably don't need to be doing that because it don't need, (laughs) it don't need that much energy energy um or that kind of focus i think another thing that makes it uh healthy is not feeling pressured or mm. like feeling responsible to yeah you know you know Indebted that too yeah because sometimes especially if you have a family that is very successful mm. you may feel or believe that you have to follow along and follow mm. suit with what the family does mm-hmm. because well this is your this is your legacy like the jacksons mm-hmm oh well, yeah absolutely and it's like well i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to be an engineer i don't want to be no. a lawyer i don't want to be a whatever insert the you know i don't want to run the family company or no. whatnot you I know if you have like that y'all if you got that <laughs> in your family you know all of us ain't able but yeah And I think it's, you know, also understanding what the pressures are that exist for you. And so you know how to move around them. Mm -hmm. And I also think a a part of a healthy legacy is not walking in a stance of fear. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, that it's okay for me to make the decisions that I need or want to make for myself. And that it may have a negative impact on the other, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes building a healthy legacy for self mm-hmm. means that there's going to be an unhealthy or an unfortunate part of a legacy for somebody else. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's malicious. It just right. means that they, their view on what they thought was going to happen for you has to shift. Mm-hmm. So that's again, them being a part of your legacy or you being a part of theirs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that it, you can have a legacy of a different, a variety of different things. You know, mm-hmm. you can have a, a financial legacy that you want to mm-hmm. lead. You can uh, have an emotional, you can have a mental, a spiritual, mm-hmm. a combination of those things. Um, you know, you can, and it could be even skipping generation, you know, it's not necessarily because I want to leave one on level with my, you know, sibling or something like that. Like I was saying, it could be my siblings, children that I want to, you know, build them up for the next stage because we're already where we at. So (laughs) you're going to be doing whatever you're going to be doing. I can't help you. Uh, But the next set, like, look, I want to make sure that they don't have to experience some of the same uh, troubles and failures that we Mm -hmm. experience not overprotecting because I no. think that would be one of the unhealthy sides of a family legacy yeah. is overprotecting the person from experiencing some of life's troubles, mm-hmm. but actually doing the the balance of that and setting them up for success, but not coddling yeah. as well. Yeah. People got to learn their lessons. And if you're in the way of them learning their lessons, once you're gone, they don't have nothing to go off of because they didn't, they didn't learn it and their safety net is gone. Yeah. So 
You have to pull it back a little bit. <laughs> just pull it back just a tad. Yeah. What are some examples that come to mind for you that our interns will probably recognize for the good and the bad? For a good legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, the one we were talking about before we kind of uh, jumped on was uh, Denise Huxtable. Mm-hmm. And, and I would really say all of the, the Huxtables children from that show. Now, this is barring him as a individual. We said Huxtables. Yes, we did not, not say Cosby's. Cosby. We're talking about the Huxtables. Because them is different legacies. Know, completely. Yeah, it's different people. <laughs> uh, but I would say all of the Huxtable children yeah. that their parent, you know, now, the way they parented is obviously going to be different than the parenting of today. Mm-hmm. But however, for the 1980s and early 90s, mm-hmm. I think that they left a very healthy legacy for their children. They taught them about yeah. the importance of education mm-hmm. at the time because, you know, yeah. now, of course, again, we're talking about yesteryear. And there wasn't a lot of options. Right. So they taught them the importance of education on how to speak up for themselves, how to think critically, uh, how to make decisions. You know, they taught them all of the things that are necessary for them to become productive, fully independent, functioning adults. Yeah. Of course, they still made their mistakes. And as we all will, <laughs> but they they gave them a great foundation to start off with. I think something that I loved growing up watching that show was seeing how they help their kids through the mistakes. Now there's still consequences. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be, it ain't no. going to be rainbows and daffodils consequences and, and repercussions. repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the fact that, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. Cause she talked about that with Denise, Theo, really the only kid she didn't have no problem with was that oldest one. That oh, married, Sandra. Yeah. They married Elvin. Sandra and so everybody else was just kind of like well I know I want to do this in Mm -hmm. this area but I don't know what I want to do in this area yeah you know what I mean so I think them being able to fall and stumble is part of their journey and part of their legacy and and what you see in this family is that everybody eventually gets wherever they're going Mm -hmm. and it can't look like anybody else's journey right you got Sandra who was obviously Firstborn, going to do exactly what needs to be done. We off. Yeah. We got Denise. She the wild child. We don't know what she was doing half the time. She's smart, but she's not the traditional smart like her sister. Right. So what she needs to do it was more social. She needed to be out mm-hmm. there in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> we got... Uh, I think Theo was, was Theo next. Was next. Theo had a whole learning disability, you mm-hmm. know, and he didn't know he had a for real learning disability. He honestly thought he was ignorant for a really long time mm-hmm. in the show and being the only boy yeah. in a group of girls and the middle and the middle like smack dab yes and even if you if you watch the spinoff of him and kind of going on and doing what he was doing you realize he needed to be the teacher that he needed for himself absolutely you got vanessa she was a know-it-all she was gonna get her stuff done but she had some romantic issues she did <laughs> She eventually got it together. She did. And then you got Rudy, who Rudy was Rudy. She was a traditional last born of old parents. Yes. <laughs> she was grown. They challenged, <laughs> she challenged them. 
And I think, you know, having a diverse set of children like that uh-huh. forces you to know how to alter, you yes. know, the legacy for each of them. Because mm-hmm. as, if people that have parents have said this all the time, that each child is different. You're not going to be able to parent Very. all of them the same. It doesn't matter that you all grew up under the same roof Mm-mm. and the same people and probably experienced the same situations. Oops, sorry, y'all. Um, but how you're going to receive that information, interpret Mm -hmm. it, digest it, use it. Yeah. is going to be so different. So they're going to leave something different for each of their children. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm working with clients that that have like mom guilt and things like that, I tell them all the time, like, look, every kid comes out of their parents' house with something. Either you were going to be, you know, extreme end is abusive. Mm Mm-hmm. Other extreme end may be you were too perfect and I couldn't live up to your expectations. Yeah. You know, so every kid is going to come out with something. But the thing is, you, you know, you want to reduce the intensity and, you know, the impact of that. So that's not so harsh. Yeah. When it's time to come on out of there. <laughs> exactly. So then what about the flip side? I think the flip side would be, and I'm and I'm going with some shows that people know would be something like uh, Power, mm-hmm. Mr. Tyreek, or um, Empire. That's another the one. The Lions and all they they kids definitely um, going in healthy directions, but the underbelly of how they're getting yeah. there, uh, how they are living their lives, what they are doing behind closed doors creates a very tainted legacy that you're always running after and trying to fix. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would say other, you know, unhealthy versions of that would be like um, the Sopranos mm-hmm. or Breaking Bad. Yeah. Cause you know, Mafia. Yeah. It's a little rough. It's a little rough, you <laughs> like, know. You know, you're you're leaving a legacy of violence yeah. and danger. Yeah. Even though it's a, you know great entertainment for us, you know, if these were real people, <laughs> like you be your child would be be left with some very unhealthy behavior patterns, problem solving skills, um, and choices, and and ability to be able to go out into the world. Yeah, and that speaks to um, the transgenerational trauma that we've spoken about mm-hmm. on other sessions. Like that stuff, these are l- visual examples of unhealed people having children, traumatizing them, and then now they're unhealed. And it just continues a process over and over again. Yeah. Well, we just talked about this a little bit. We didn't dive in too deep on crazy rich Asians. Mm-hmm. So you think yes. about the the mama, the grandmother who didn't like the mama. And then, you know, then the mama was going to do the same thing to the daughter, the mm-hmm. future daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. you know? So like that is part of a legacy too. Yeah. You know, these are not people that are biologically related, but this is a set and pattern of behaviors that get are t- becoming tradition. Yeah. And that's part of the whole point. You know, legacy really is just what is the tradition. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about uh, last week, oftentimes that person that is no longer going to go with that unhealthy mm-hmm. legacy does become the black sheep. They they want something different. They want to switch things up. And remember, we did talk about two different types of black sheep. But the more positive end of that is going to want to find the healthy route you know and, mm-hmm. and fix things because who want to just sit up in turmoil 
I'm, ain't y'all tired? That's what I would be thinking. <laughs> you got tired. a headache, <laughs> backache, sleepy. Yeah. None hungry. of that. Yeah. Mm-mm, I ain't got time. <laughs> yeah. And generational trauma, like that is a legacy that is, I don't think it really gets the focus that it truly deserves you know like how especially thinking about you know the black community and i would even say black and brown communities but Mm -hmm. we black so we're gonna talk about black people uh so thinking about even in the black community yeah you know going back to slave times Mm -hmm. and the legacy that has just kind of been placed upon us not even a legacy that we truly try to put out there mm-hmm. but just what has happened over these years and the way that it has gotten uh ingrained in the way we speak at one another mm-hmm. the way that we you know deal with problems within our community yeah that i think some of these things are trying to be uh course corrected yeah. now i agree with that uh, and i think the younger generation like you know very late gen x early millennials reg- you know mid millennials and very early Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, that maybe 30 year span is really trying to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we get there. Yeah. I was watching something on the clock app, also known as TikTok, uh, and they were breaking down the generations. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember how they classified Gen X because I'm not in Gen X. So it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. But with um, zennials or elder millennials, as we're called, oh. they were talking about how our sole purpose was <laughs> um, to notice something was wrong. Mm. That was our sole purpose to notice that something was wrong. And wow. then Gen okay. Z, their um, sole purpose is to search for the answers interesting so it was it was something to do with astrology and you know every so many years Mm -hmm. you're under different blah 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 but i said you're right that's very interesting because our generation the millennial generation is the ones that are tearing stuff up saying this don't make no sense why did y'all do it this way i was like we ain't got all the answers they know why did you leave me at home by myself at seven years old yes yes we know why now but (laughs) yes and we can um, appreciate we can reasoning we can um but that was just so like if i can find the tiktok i will definitely link it in the in the description box but that kind of let me in and Mm -hmm. gave me some insight into how the generational legacies play absolutely on top of each other yeah just and for people that are not even related just because we all came up during mm-hmm. similar times absolutely you know because we're now talking about macro level legacy mm-hmm. versus micro which would be your family like yeah. your immediate you know um, descendants and group yeah people. but on a macro level absolutely mm-hmm. you know you we hear it all the time online did we all live the same life yeah, we did. We actually did. And this is well, well before the days of the internet. Yeah, I saw something right before we recorded today. And it said, shout out to Love Life of Asian Guy. And he said something to the effect of, uh, you're not, we're not more intelligent. You just had access to less information than we did. Hmm. That's it. 
Because if you think about hmm. us who are the era of no computers going into word. computers. Yeah. We know both. We know having to look at these encyclopedias. Then we also realize mm-hmm. how uh, the AOL chat rooms work. Yeah. How the search engines work. Like we we know both sides of that. And yeah. it's the access the being able to reach out and get the information. Can you imagine if that would have been given in the 1400s? Oh, jeez. We would have had a lot more upheavals and uprisings. Oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> world would have been a, a much different place than what it's been today. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a word right there. <laughs> Shout out to Love Life of Asia, guys. I know. Thank you. But I do believe that, you know, there's so many things playing on us all the time on what we're going to be, what we're going to leave behind. And just thinking about that kind of higher level legacy and how that influences your micro level <laughs> legacy. Trickle we don't down. think we like to think that it doesn't and that we're all these autonomous, you know, I have my own we're influenced by a lot of the things around us and we're just bombarded with images all the time and information now well beyond what we used to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that has a huge play on how you decide to do things mm-hmm. and what you want to leave behind. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the idea of legacy, like as a concept, like one that you can actually focus on, is different for our community versus other? Yes and no. Okay. Because I think it's different for each community based off of their lived experiences, where their community is being uh reared and raised in you know yes we're part of the diaspora but it probably does look a bit different for us than our caribbean brothers and sisters and our african brothers and sisters our asian cousins our hispanic cousins you know like um not to give too much away but just thinking about how many people were so excited about having you know their first asian superhero mm who is fine. And then having, <laughs> you know, the first like really for real major um, Hispanic superhero or anti-hero, um, Cuckoo Khan in Wakanda Forever. You know, we felt that same way when we got Black Panther. Yeah. And so legacy may look a little bit different as far as specifics, but I think there is um, a commonality across the cultures and subcultures um it's just a matter of how it's going to kind of show up absolutely i'd agree a hundred percent and i would almost venture to say that in today's age that level of influence Mm -hmm. is much stronger than what it used to be yeah yeah I'm telling you, I've been smiling like this <laughs> on um, like watching different things on social media because mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, people walking around when Wakanda came out in their their ceremonial whites, their yeah. ancestral whites across everybody. Yeah. You know, the Asian cultures, everybody. When you see like your Hispanic cousins talking about. <laughs> look, I, I done seen I'm that like, so many times. Like, Y'all better be out here. I'm like, look. Don't have us out here doing that for real. And that's going to become a real thing. We're going to really be out here doing (laughs) doing this for real. I'm here for it because I think if people can get past all of the stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. in the world, you realize that that's really uniting us. Yeah. Even though they, some stuff was going on. It's uniting us. 
That's the ultimate legacy. Because mm. we going universal now. We done yeah. gone from uh, micro to macro to like ultra macro. Full y'all, circle. And y'all don't get her started and get her leaving off this planet. Hey, y'all know I'm about <laughs> energy. Look, y'all know I be out there. Like, how are you educated and you think that way? Because the reason. I do my research. That's the reason. <laughs> I do my Googles. Um, but yeah. So then I wonder about the, you know, when you don't want to, or when you want to go on. I have like three thoughts trying to come out at one time. I'm thinking about when you want to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is kind of more on that either macro or micro level. Mm -hmm. So if I foresee my life going this direction, but the pressures of society and or the pressures of my family are trying to push me into a different direction. Mm -hmm. And how do you stay true to yourself when you feel those, you know, different opinions and, and suggestions and things like that coming at you to to follow in line. And I'm thinking more specifically, like for like first generation individuals, mm-hmm. you know, stereotypically, there's this idea that you're going to fall into like one of a few professions. Yeah. You know, doctor, lawyer, engineer, um, you architect, know, architect, something that it has a, a certain level of prestige, mm-hmm. at least in the U.S. Now, I don't know if these same careers have prestige outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. but, you know, here in the here, healthcare is going to be like number one. Like that's mm-hmm. the most prestigious level that you're going to yeah. get to. I think outside would be um, oil because they go big in, in the rest of the diaspora. Oil, mm-hmm. <laughs> jewels. <laughs> yeah transportation we like our little levels is little yeah that's why i was like you in the u.s (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you really have to identify what it is you want Mm -hmm. because sometimes for some people it is more important to appease the people that they love like that's a better legacy for them and that's there's nothing wrong with that but you have to be okay with it. Absolutely. You need to be able to sustain it. Yeah. Um, so don't be trying to say Dr. Wall said jump ship and leave your family. And then you have all the, the, the Nigerian mamas and daddies coming after me. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we not doing that. No, but I think sometimes, and a lot of my first generation clients can attest to this. You need to dig deep and ask yourself, am I okay with like dying that way? Mm hmm. Mm Because you're dying while you're still alive. Oh, yes. And sometimes Mm. that's a death I don't wish on nobody because you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, And you start doing real crazy stuff when you feel like your back is up against the wall. So sometimes it's a marrying of the two. Like, okay, yes, this is important to you, mom and dad. I can agree to do some of these things and then some of this. And other times it's a complete separation of the two. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Mm-hmm. I think all of that's important. So ultimately the whole point is what is the legacy that you want to lead? Whether that, like you said, includes the wants and needs of other people, mm-hmm. whether it doesn't, whether it follows societal kind of social contracts and expectations mm-hmm. or it doesn't. And cause at the end of the day, you have to write your own final sentence. So we all going to get, a, you know, based off your own practices, but we'll all get a final say over, you know, the, the people speaking on our lives. But 
you've got to define your own final sentence. So when yeah. I look at this is the the thing that defined my life, this is the the story of me. What is the one that you want written? Yeah, that's good right there. I said I think that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all know we always end off with a quote. Pause. Oh shoot, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot to tell y'all that. Well, we're supposed to tell y'all see how dr jh being gone is throwing us all the way off so we have not announced what the mmb is oh we did not oh lord <laughs> jesus is afar yes so next week's mmb is a duo okay it's a two for one we are doing black panther and wakanda forever okay. i'm gonna have to go see this joint again because Y'all, it was, look, I was proud. I was really proud. Now, I'm not, we're not going to go into that. Yeah, we're not I'm, going into detail. Go but I'm going to have to go else. see it again because I'm like, oh, Lord, I couldn't write no notes in the, fir- the first joint. I'm trying to hold all that, hold all that here. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to cry I, as hard almost, as I was crying. An almost three-hour movie. Yeah. Trying to hold all that here. So the movies are going to be the Wakanda franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope we do it justice. Um, but where are your whites next week? Yeah, where are your whites? We gonna do that. We gonna do that. We gonna, we yeah. gonna rock the whites. Yes, mm-hmm. in honor of yes, um, Chadwick, Aaron. Or should we wear blacks? Whites, whites. Okay, where your whites? whites. Mm-hmm. So y'all wear them too. Okay, and then after that we will have. Our final uh, disc broad, the final uh, week of November. So the 30th. Yes, we're ending off with a bang. That will be, are we doing it at 6.30 or 7.30? Uh, 6.30. Well, we'll figure out. Y'all know. We'll let y'all know ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know by this time, just roll with it. (laughs) When you see the notification, bing. All right, so we're going to uh, fast forward for all of our Gen X and millennial people. We're going to fast forward <laughs> back to just a second ago. Y'all know we always end off with a quote. And today's quote reads, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me. Chadwick Aaron Bozeman. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.